0: Hey, and welcome to episode 25 of the Thodcast, Conversations About Animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke, and I'm here in Hollywood. Um, and joining me from M- Minnesota, the state <laughs> of Minnesota, is my brother, Dawson. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Good to be here in Oak Grove,
1: Minnesota, middle of nowhere, where a place. where a place, actually, this house reminds me a lot of Hawkeyes from the Avengers movies. So it's oh. quite scenic and idyllic.
0: Yeah, how uh <laughs> you can't get much better an opening than that. Uh considering yeah, our subject matter for today. <laughs>
1: get right um... into it, just like they did. Yes, Philip. I agree that opening <laughs> was awesome.
0: Speaking of, why didn't Arya go with Gendry? What the heck? Oh, <laughs> I know! I The people I was sitting
1: watching with were all like, oh, oh my gosh, what? What is he doing? And I was like, hey guys, like he just won a battle. He just was granted a lordship. He's drunk. He's riding a high. He's in love with this girl. I believed everything he was doing. Um, and I believe that Arya has feelings for him. What I was hoping was she would consider it, or no, she was like, I just, I can't be a lady. And then he could be like, you do, you do you, you be everything you are, but you don't have to change, just marry me. And she'd be like, okay. Uh, I think she'll take him up on it later on. But actually anything I think about Game of Thrones never comes true, so I, I have stopped theorizing about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that she's kind of shot her shot, if you will. She's like saved the world, so it's time kind of for her to think about settling down if she wants to. It's, yeah, I, man... <laughs> <laughs> uh who knows what she's gonna
1: do i think she's she seems really tired on her road to like knock off the rest of her
0: list um yeah. i seriously sure she's your next target i suppose or mm-hmm. i mean she can save the world again but man i mean seriously I... <laughs> yeah right
1: she did it once like he, no one would blame me if you wanted to retire after this
0: yeah so that's just my thoughts. I mean, totally makes sense that she would, you know, want to keep going while she's still young and keep, keep up with the heroism. But and I, I, yeah, and they can do that from yeah. the cozy, comfy castle of Storm, Storm's
1: End. Although yeah. the current Lord of Storm's End, whoever that is, is going to not be too happy when he finds well, who's Whatever
0: pretender is taken up hold in, in the keep. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean
1: it could be someone with a more direct line. It's it was like yeah. such an awesome gesture of Daenerys, but it definitely had that hint of like she's trying to do something good and cool here, but maybe hasn't fully thought through the consequences of like if you try to enlist.
0: She, she would need to attain legitimacy before Gendry and we're able ever able to redeem his claim, but like the you know, it it is a smart move on her part to you know um gain tribute from you know, as many people as she can by, you know, bestowing these
1: lordships and such. Yeah, I mean, she's got the army of Starbucks now, though. So she's unstoppable.
0: (laughs) I saw that. I I mean, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it during the episode. But I saw the aftermath. Oh, man. So Uh, I,
1: I love it so much. I couldn't believe it, though. I mean, like someone, someone was like, Oh, someone's getting fired for that. And I'm like, they can't A can't fire Amelia Clark. Uh two the show's over, so no, they can't fire anybody. But that it well, just had to be her. It wasn't like a PA's coffee that got left there. She had Amelia Clark had her Starbucks under her chair, and between shots, she would pull it out and sip Oh it. and I mean, that I didn't read that, but it's just yeah. what like everyone that, had. Because, their, yeah.
0: It must have been like third or fourth take because like the first, you know, so many eyes on it, you know, people would be paying rapt attention. But then after a few, you know, yeah, it just, you can get into a rhythm and then you don't notice these things as much. And honestly, it was a shot where like, it didn't really matter
1: what was, or they'd probably, maybe who knows how many takes they had done. But mm-hmm. like, she, pro- she could have even not have realized that they were filming. And the look mm-hmm. on her face was just like... <laughs>
0: Perfect enough to like fit tonally. Um, well, I mean, the logical thing to do would just be to scrub it out of all subsequent airings uh, with CG. But also, yeah, it's I such mean, a great moment too that
1: <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those R two on the on the on the staff post in Indiana Jones or like it's one of those Easter eggs that's like just too good. Like you yeah. wouldn't notice it, but you could notice it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I think it's really charming. I. I mean, if people's immersion is thrown off for the rest of the whole show. Easter eggs used to be, like, such a fun thing to find. And I think I think they still are. So, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Um, All right. Well, that was our little uh, opening segment, very- uh, Game of Thrones recap. But, I thought we were you know.
1: talking about Endgame just now.
0: <laughs> well, um, we'll be nearing the Endgame of Thrones. However, let's uh, intro the episode in earnest with uh, this being... Our discussion recap review of Avengers Endgame. This is what the 22nd film in the Avengers chronology 3,000 minutes supposedly. Uh, did you yeah, hear that? No, they're like,
1: Oh, I love you, 3,000. It's because the films equal 3,000 minutes in length.
0: I haven't wow. confirmed that. Before. Okay, I suppose that's possible. I mean, this movie is almost three hundred well it's it's hundred and eighty minutes and length, hundred eight hundred eighty two three hours and two minutes. Uh, so quite the epic and I certainly appreciated the willingness of a major studio to put out a film of that length in this day and age. It's about time.
1: It was refreshing to sit and watch something that of that magnitude unfold before me.
0: I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't not enjoy a minute of it. Absolutely. And well, I mean and we should uh, you know, state forth, uh, forthrightly, <laughs> forthrightly that we are big Avengers fans, um, not necessarily comic book aficionados, but no, by no means. And yeah, we've like been this. with the series from the beginning, right? Like, oh, you, yeah, you've Iron seen Man. all of them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Seen all of them. Um, I I loved Iron Man so much when that came out. Um, I loved what it and turn, went on to create. Um, yeah. And I I'd probably seen. Most of them, no more than once. But I would, yeah, I would definitely call myself a Marvel Avengers fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I was not one of those people who made sure to rewatch every single film before this one came out. I was like, that I don't have the time for that. But
0: no, I didn't even rewatch Infinity War. I saw it twice in theaters, but I haven't seen it since.
1: Ooh, nice. I, I we did watch that one because my fiance has seen hardly any of them, but Infinity War was a good enough. Was a good enough um, jumping Mm -hmm. on point for her. So, yeah. Um,
0: You know, we were unable to be joined by Jody today or Hannah. Um, Like, and and neither of them, like some of our previous guests we've had on the show, uh, are very unfamiliar with the Marvel uh, continuity. However, um, it would be kind of interesting to get the perspective of someone who was just going in totally blind. (laughs) Did they see it? Then, um i think they did yeah but um yeah they we'll, we'll uh,
1: have them on next time before whatever show we animate we'll say all right you guys mm-hmm. end game talk
0: um yeah with jody like i think the first one she'd seen and you know really sat down and absorbed was captain marvel um so i mean that was a good kind of <laughs> introductory point yeah uh, <laughs> into this one um yeah so Starting with, you know, Iron Man back in 2008 and now culminating with this. And I, I never really saw this coming. Um, in fact, when the first Avengers came out in 2012, I was sort of surprised by how big of a deal that was. It just blew away all the box office records. And I mean, the fact that it just so thoroughly outlasted any of the previous, um, you know, individual films of these characters. Um, yeah it didn't make a whole lot of sense because it was like well <laughs> why isn't it the, isn't this film just doing sort of on the same level as those previous you know maybe a little bit of a bump up from like Iron Man, Iron Man 2 which I think had been the previously most successful films in the Avengers you know cinematic universe um, but no it, it like practically doubled even those i I feel like so, I mean, these team up films are just something people have an immense appetite for. It's it's an interesting phenomenon.
1: Yeah. Totally reasonable though. I mean, you've got five big movies, each with a star, then just combine them. It's like, it's the Megamorph for, from the power Rangers. Not that Megamorph (laughs) is is what it's called, but it's Voltron or what have you, you know, that Megazord
0: Megazord Megazord.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Avengers films are the Megazords of the, of the MCU. And yeah, we, there's just I mean it's just such a bizarre spectacle unique in all of cinema to have as many stars like that in one single film I mean Michelle Pfeiffer showing up did she show up or was that a cg Michelle Pfeiffer
0: I don't <laughs> Robert know. Redford Robert Hi. Redford Michael Douglas you know oh the list goes on um yeah. <laughs> they they didn't credit Hugh, Hugo weaving, uh, which they probably would have. If, they didn't? Uh, well, because On that's accident? not him. That, of, that's oh. not him. It's a different actor. It's, Wait, um, really? Yes, I, I have it here. Um Hugo, where's your heart? Ross Marquand plays Red Skull in uh in these Infinity War movies. It sounded just like him. Oh yeah, I mean he did a good job. Um, I guide but, others but like, to
1: a treasure I cannot possess.
0: The credits sequence at the end, where they showed the, you know, the, all the characters in in various clips yeah. throughout the series, I, that was really cool. And and then we'll be moving into spoilers pretty quickly here. But um, I I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, Signature off. Yeah, that's not something you see. That was like mm-hmm. it's like watching a sporting event. E- <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty much what it was. The mm-hmm. world, the Super Bowl of cinema history. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Uh, they're sign- signing the Stanley Cup. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's
0: how you know when you've made it as an actor when your autograph makes it into the freaking credits of your movie. <laughs> how many people yep. can say that? I don't. I don't know if it's ever
1: been done before. Maybe if they've yeah. done. If they. If they do the. Um founding of american of America cinematic Universe, then oh. the Declaration of Independence movie will have the <laughs> signatures all show up, yeah, um, I guess I don't know mm-hmm. there's so many cinematic universe potentials now, but
0: yeah, well, so this movie's kind of based it you know was sort of originally a two part infinity war um you know royal. Battle Royale and uh mm-hmm. they they changed the second part to Endgame, which I'm glad. I didn't want another, you know, um Hunger Games sort of Harry Potter Twilight situation. I think that's just kind of lazy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Part one, part two. Um this is based on a comic from nineteen ninety two written by Ron Lim. Um or no, sorry, Jim Starlin, penciled by Ron Lim, Um, and yeah, was the Infinity War comic series, was a six-issue limited series published by Marvel in 1992, is preceded in 1991 by the Infinity Gauntlet and followed by the Infinity Crusade in 1993. Um, Notably, who was not on the cover, at least that I'm seeing here, of the Infinity War comic book. The Infinity War 1. Um, can you guess which character? does? I'm not seeing. Is it? Is it Black Widow? No. Not on the cover? Oh. No. I mean, who's the figurehead of this entire... Captain America? Mm, he oh, he is on... Infinity Infinity. Iron Man? Yes, Iron Man. Is Iron on Man's on, missing from... On this 1992 comic cover. He is on a cover I'm seeing here for the Infinity Crusade. Um, but I, obviously, yeah, the whole character roster is just totally shuffled around for these, uh, you know, these earlier comics, um, just it's largely based on who is popular at the time. And this isn't even an Avengers comic. It doesn't have the label, the Avengers. I'm not sure if the mm-hmm. Avengers is a term that's used within this comic series or not. Um, but... It, yeah, it's it's just sort of a, a big team up event. I'm seeing uh, Wolverine is very prominent, mm. uh, Daredevil, <laughs> uh, Mister Fantastic. Oh, it's like we we are three for yeah.
1: three here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the Silver Surfer, maybe maybe Colossus. I don't know. Um, a whole bunch of Adam War- Warlock plays a big deal or plays a big role. Yeah, yeah
1: that's what I've been hearing from fan- comic book fans. That Warlock guy.
0: All this well just honest. to say that, like, there is a huge amount of potential for future stories within the MCU. Yeah, I'm not burnt out. Are you? No, I mean, I I think just as long as they take their time and space things out well enough, you know, keep things fresh, right? Because um, how do you how do you move on now from Thanos? It'll be
1: interesting to see, you know, how do yeah. you take the time to build a new threat that can ever match measure up to what we had here. Like it, it would be so it, it'll be so easy for just the phase four. I think they're calling it the phase four cast the new new guys to just fall flat, but they don't have to fall flat. Their movies have been mm-hmm. consistently good up to this point. I don't see why that has to stop. So
0: yeah, it'll probably be a slow decline. Um, if, if it does happen. Um, Did you see that new far from home trailer? I think, I don't know. if, if The I've one where him. Tom Holland's
1: like, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this. But and then okay. it goes in immediately to like, he's like, I see him everywhere. And then it shows pictures of Iron Man. And then he and Happy are talking about how much they miss him. Hmm. Uh, Nick Fury brings up, this is Beck. He's from Earth, not our Earth. Another dimension. The snap activated. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Have, oh, I've no. not seen this uh yeah you gotta you gotta watch it uh anyway so then i had to talk with a friend Mm. afterwards i was like did he use the d word dimensions Hmm. and he was like i know i know i'm worried but it could be a lie the beck character the uh mysterio could be lying about being from another dimension or that's the territory we've now entered okay i believe the word multiverse was used in that trailer Chill and all so
0: yeah well they you know they have to come up with creative ways of integrating x-men uh when they inevitably do so and,
1: yeah and i mean that'll be the easy explanation for everything it's just a dimensional crossover it's like oh you guys are avengers in our dimension we have the x-men oh, it's almost too easy
0: yeah and i'm wondering about some of the sort of tv show characters that that they could potentially integrate um if you know if the actor you know if they can get people on board you know, Daredevil, Punisher, um, Jessica Jones. Luke I K. heard those all just got written off. Yeah, I th- that's likely. But I mean, these characters are going to want to be utilized in future you know, Marvel adaptations, right? What are they going to do? Are they just going to go? Are they going to completely reboot some of these characters? Or I don't see why. <laughs> why not bring over uh,
1: uh, Stardust guy Murdoch? <laughs> Cox, Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox? Yeah. Um and um and, uh, yeah, and Sean Burnthal. Burnthal yeah Bernthal, Punisher he's amazing I haven't I haven't mm-hmm. seen I oh, watched a little bit of Luke Cage
0: Michael Colton is Luke Cage okay. and uh, Jessica what's her um I'm blanking on on she her. might as well be named Jessica Jones it's such a normal <laughs>
1: name um, <laughs> such an actor name yeah all good actors so I mean like why not use them
0: Loras Tyrell of course uh oh yeah luke luke i uh, do no, uh, iron fist yeah uh, finn finn jones mm-hmm. wow
1: his name's finn lucky dude anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah um shoot yeah my trivia knowledge is failing me with the i all i have to do is a few keystrokes and uh kristin ritter yeah mm. like her um i don't know if her dad is john ritter he's like a famous movie director but um probably it's safe to assume (laughs) (laughs) i yeah maybe um maybe there's a relation courtney hughes oh you're john hughes girl right (laughs) no it's it's always hard to tell yeah i don't know if that's a person i just made that up but but like do they keep calling these the avengers will the will the next team up Well, I mean, not necessarily all team-up movies to this point have been Avengers because we had Captain America Civil War, which was basically, you know, a mini Avengers.
1: (laughs) It really was. I mean, if they bring in the X-Men, it'll be uh, certain X-Men will join the Avengers um, Yeah, Wolverine.
0: Um, I, I think they should maybe wait a little while before they bring back the Avengers label. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like have more than
1: 5 films try, pass. Try
0: to float a few other, you know, big event, you know, temples before they bring back and and like have it be sort of a return to form that gets people excited. Um, you know what?
1: They could what they could do is they could introduce individual members of the Fantastic 4 in a series of of mainline films like Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, it's Doctor Strange, etc. And then the big tentpole film will be the Fantastic Four. So uh-huh. they'll the four of them will be the main cast, but then like Strange and Spidey will show up.
0: Uh, kind of so goes pretty- a little against their whole ethos of being like the, the first family and always working as a team. I don't know if fans would necessarily be cool
1: with that. Yeah, that was just me as a non-comic fan spitballing an idea. So if that, mm-hmm. if that is lore-shattering on characteristic, then forget it. But...
0: Yeah, um, I mean, bringing in this whole interdimensional idea means that kind of anything's things on the table. Yeah, meaning there's a million Thanoses out there. So things things can get little, <laughs> yeah things could get a little crowded very quickly. <laughs> um, but I I think they've made it clear that you know the notion of traveling between dimensions is something that's it's very difficult to do and should be done very very sparingly because <laughs> their time travel which getting into
1: end game spoilers, love the whole movie, but like, and as much they, they explained their tra- time travel in a very tongue in cheek dismissive way. But like with the assertion that this was the most legit form of time travel in movie making mm-hmm. history. Uh, and I still, of course, went completely over my head. I, okay. a buddy of mine is, working. See, I'm on- cool with this. Yeah. I don't I- I I want to get explained into- it to me. Then if you want to get into the, the this time mm-hmm. travel, how it works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not interdimensional travel. It's specific.
0: all right. So is, is that what we should start off um, with this this first segment? i cool here. with that if you wouldn't mind. Time all right, as shown. In Endgame.
1: We're in the end game now.
0: Before we're done, we still have one promise to keep. If we can't protect the Earth. Can be damn sure we'll avenge it, whatever it takes. All right, so we are introduced to this, yeah. well, this is our introduction to Ant-Man in an Avengers film. Uh, and it was cool to see him. He's kind of, you know, that character's been given a bit of a back burner with these sort of undersung Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp films. They, they haven't performed quite as well as a lot of the other Marvel films, but they're, they're good fun.
1: Which made him perfect to, to bring in as the, as the inciting force. Mm-hmm. And God bless that rat. Let's hear it for the rat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a a little bit convenient. But hey, this these. I love that everything
0: revolved around just a freak coincidence. Just. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's a point later in the movie where he has to hotwire the van, uh, you know, that miraculously, (laughs) miraculously survived, much like a lot of things that miraculously survived the barrage, you know, the aerial bombardment from Thanos. But uh, save that for later. And, you know, it's like if he weren't uh, a criminal, he, you know, he could use his hot wiring skills. There's just a lot of, a lot, a lot of little, you know, payoffs, payoff moments in this. This should have been called Avengers Payoff. Avengers (laughs) Uh,
1: Payoff.
0: And, and, you know, this is the Russo brothers. They, I think, were the main masterminds. I don't think they're credited as creator of uh, Arrested Development, which you've seen, right? (laughs) They did Arrested Development. I know they worked on Community, but I I think they were on both. Um, Oh wow! I think they were showrunners on Arrested Development for a a time. I mean, either way, just some of the most sharply written shows. Yeah, very full of payoffs and kind of things coming full circle. Um, Anyways, like with uh, Ant Man being introduced to the fold, we get the whole quantum physics ripple in uh, you know in this whole infinity war crisis. Um, and they, you know, so the team, you know, he shows up at Avengers HQ and they go find Tony Stark to you ask him about the logistics of time travel. Um, he's not really interested. So this was the first moment that really hit me emotionally uh, seeing, and I, it didn't take long, like Tony going out, because, uh, it's showing his character before, uh, the rest of the Avengers confront him about time travel. He's just hanging out at his little lodge, I'm guessing in upstate New York. Um, and um, yeah, he, um, he's moved on and found a life for himself after the snap. Yeah. He's and, going out, he's approaching a yeah. little tent and you kind of get what's he. Uh, yeah. so that's, I got really just like, you know, thrust into the matrix. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just like, this, wow, uh, this character that we've been with for so long and this, so much, you know, so much growth and trauma and like, he's finally found his, his peace. And, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, you know, Morgan's his daughter, the writing of their relationship, you know, was so good
1: that you didn't need to, they just had a couple scenes together and you were instantly
0: in love, you know,
1: mm-hmm. invested in that relationship. Mm. Mm-hmm. Invested
0: Yeah. In and and I think, um, yeah, a lot of that investment that we have is, is built upon the you know the 21 preceding films. However, um, I I was getting the thought kind of while watching this that if I had never seen a previous movie, I would still be enjoying this quite a bit. It's, I, it just seems so well executed. And I'm not opposed to like jumping on board like a franchise midstream. Yeah, um,
1: not at all. I've, I've uh, done
0: that before. Same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. And you understand he, uh, he's moved on. Of course. Yeah. We, we've kind of bypassed the whole opening, um, prologue where they, they do take out Thanos. Um, it, you get the title card after, um, is it Captain America? He's like, let's get this son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so like title, 15 Thanos, minutes into the film or more, Yeah, he didn't quite get a pre title Death, um, but he um, he died very early on, unexpectedly. Um, and I like the whole notion of like him using the the Infinity Stones so to to destroy the stones. So l- some question as to his reasoning on like you know, why he thinks the one use of the Infinity Gauntlet to have the universe's population is is going to make any real difference when you know, life tends to grow exponentially. And and on Earth, the population would only have been reduced to the point it had been around the year 1970. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've got, I had the thought that it was half of all
1: life in the universe. Is there that chance that Earth just could have been eliminated entirely?
0: And, Mm. you know, or... Yeah, well, yeah. If the
1: die had been rolled that way.
0: It's totally random. So, yeah, it's... You know,
1: it wasn't yeah. it wasn't specifically half of life on every planet. It was half of life in the universe. So, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. some places just got wrecked,
0: <laughs> I guess, statistically. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of know. how randomness works. However, it's you're dealing with such large scale, you know, billions of people. A random sample out of billions should end up being, you know, approximately half that, even 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 if it is truly random yeah um, so anyways well, yeah. anyway <laughs> so yeah the the you get the five-year jump after they've sort of resigned themselves to this fate without you know the ability to reclaim the infinity stones um and, you know thor's whole arc is is pretty great i i was fully yes. on board with that <laughs> oh man um, just i mean one win after another
1: but especially thor's introduction and the reappearance of um,
0: Meek and uh, Korg. Korg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. YTT. Waititi. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> playing Fortnite. I've never played that. I don't know.
1: No, I played it a little bit. I mean, just amazed that in a movie that was this long, they were mm-hmm. able to include like a Fortnite reference and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Of course, the Rooster Brothers love Fortnite. They played it while making Infinity War. And oh. Fortnite has incorporated N- yeah. Avengers content into their,
0: into their <laughs> content. So. but anyway yeah good little wait. also uh this movie does double quite significantly as an audi commercial so that's
1: yes uh (laughs) it's you know what i think it is i think it's the i think it's their emblem their uh the badge the audi badge is so epic whenever you see someone roll up in a black car with those four rings you just Mm -hmm. immediately know oh we got a badass over here i Uh, guess so yeah. yeah, same with fi- the Final Fantasy uh, fifteen characters all drive out at Audis in their universe. <laughs> is that set on Earth or just? It's-, it's it's a fantastic realm, but they but okay specifically the the Audi R eight is the um,
0: like supercar that they drive. Mm. Why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so the, the, Bruce Banner eventually agrees to build the time machine. And we have that shot of like them firing it up in the back of the van. And I thought I, it, it sounded a little Back to the future The the score. Of course, this is Alan Silvestri doing the musical score for Avengers Endgame, he did Back to the Future. He
1: did. Oh, see, well. Then it had to have been a little mm-hmm. bit intentional. And when you're doing time hijinks heists, you know, you need that little, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know. Yeah. We have to go back to the past. <laughs> I
0: yeah. I was hoping we get like the the little chime note that we get at the beginning of Back to the Future movies. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think we get it in. Yep. I know. They play that in um what's it? ready player one i believe oh, do they but nice. um we didn't we didn't get it in this one um the there's plenty of back to the future referencing though earlier when ant-man's <laughs> unraveling his plan, you know he uh he's just going off of what he knows about time travel from you know back to the future he's c- confronting captain america like who, who was it that set? Was it either Sam or no, Sam snapped. Um, yeah, Captain America's is basically like, you're suggesting we build a time machine. Scott's like, no, no, not a time. No. Um, uh, okay. I guess a time machine. Y- yeah. Well, exactly. I, think, <laughs> I think what he was going for and then this going into my clarification of like my theory on time travel with this film, uh, which, which I probably like more than any other iteration of time travel in any other movie. Um, I mean, this is building off of everything that's come previously. So it's, it's mm-hmm. had time to really work things out, but um, it's, you know, more just going into the the quantum dimension. It's, you know, you're building a portal to an alternate reality that you can, you know, from which you can return to the original reality, just due to the whole nature of quantum fluctuation fluctuation and the ability for the uh, the quantum dynamics of the universe to, you know, reconfigure themselves to the way they were at an earlier point. Um, then you would, you know, hopefully have the, you know, someone on the other end, like when um, Ant-Man's going into the quantum realm, you know, the person who is able to trigger the return sequence to bring him back from wherever he was. Um, and that's that's basically how you do it's it's sort of like rick's portal gun in rick and morty Um, Mm. He can just pick out a setting and that takes him to his desired universe Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know how he exactly you know you have to determine not only a time or or a specific universe but also a a place within that universe too and like they address this in the bonus features the back to the future films how like a lot of times time travel is depicted as, you know, sure, you're going through time, but you, you know, you go from Tokyo to Paris. Um, mm-hmm. And really, if you're traveling through time, it should be, you know, you mm-hmm. you land exactly in the same place you were um, just years yeah. ago or ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there must be a lot of, you know, sophisticated wrangling on the part of the uh, scientists you know bruce and and then eventually um yeah tony comes around um he i don't know does something involving a mobius strip i guess uh uh, we're we're supposed to believe that like he's figured out a way to close a loop yeah closing the loop is is definitely one of the main uh themes of this film uh Mm -hmm. as as we do get all the the payoffs as we mentioned um. So yeah, I mean, if you're looking at if you're looking at it in terms of like alternate dimensions where you can sort of go in and out of at will, um, it it works a little bit better. So it was
1: alternate reality travel, is what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then those re- other realities could travel back and forth. Oh, that's a lot of affinity Stones getting tossed around.
0: <laughs> yeah. The- you know, the ability for someone in the alter, alternate reality to then infiltrate the uh, the original reality, uh, it gets tricky. I mean, you would have to have what happened in the film where, you know, the, you have the infiltration of, you know, the uh, earlier um, nebula. Um, and she's able to then trigger the, yeah, the, the time machine. Um, I guess she had I'm not totally sure like if she had an extra PIM particle to bring back the ship, um, you know why, why was she able to return you know <laughs> or and still have enough juice left for uh, for another person to come through that same you know that same portal that that might require some clarification, but I I don't know. Yeah, she. It was <laughs> maybe um, the fact that they were able to condense their search into just three um, alternate realities because they were able to locate three infinity stones um, within you know just just one lo- location in at a certain mm. time. You know, the the three that I located in New York in twenty twelve um and but then iron man had to go back again <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> um that was
1: hilarious
0: how loki just yeah. grabs
1: the tesseract and disappears they threw that timeline into disarray after that
0: yeah so that timeline is is a bit um yeah it, it got thrown off into a tangent but we're meant to believe that like all these infinity stones did get returned to their original times and that's um you know a big part of the the ending and then we get the yeah you know, the reveal at the ending which um you know has you know created some logical problems for people um and yeah you know, just it, there's a lot of yeah. interpretation that you know that can be applied to Captain America suddenly appearing as an old man and not having gone through the portal. Um, my, when I first watched the movie that, that moment when old man Cap appears, I thought it was after him, you know, having returned th- through the portal. He just didn't, I, I guess he didn't, uh, re, uh, <laughs> assimilate. He didn't, um, what's the what's the word rematerialize in the right spot in the right spot <laughs> i guess I, I, but I don't think that's what it was meant to be no so. uh i don't i don't
1: remember that alternate i thought because tilda swinton tried to explain it too like and because she gave us that nice visual with the orange glow
0: i still just i'm not clear i i i, I don't know um they yeah I guess with, with the limited number of PIM particles that they said they had for only like two test runs plus the mission, um, they were maybe able to to conserve and have a couple have a few like PIM particles left over, uh, so that Nova could stow away an extra or Nebula, not Nova, a Nebula, um, yeah. and then bring back you know the uh, you know Thanos ship. I'm sure his ship has an epic sounding name. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm surprised. It, uh, it doesn't refer executor, to it. The infiltrator. Something like oh. that. Um, and then, um, yeah, you have the moment when Cap and Tony go back to the 1960s or 70s um, to, after they screw up on getting the space stone, the Tesseract. Um, So if that required using more of their, you know, fuel, um, then, then that might make sense. Um, and then when they all return, like they all return at the same time, Mm. um, sans black widow. Uh, but I guess because she was never able to reactivate or she would never be able to reactivate her, uh, her little bracelet thingy. Um, they all just reappeared without her <laughs> meaning that yeah, because I guess you know, it didn't matter when they reactivated like the return sequence. Um they would all just appear at the same time on the on the machine platform. Um but because she would never be able to do so ultimately. Uh, never. Yeah. Never ever. Yeah. Never. Yikes. The uh yeah
1: the Cost, so like if the price if, is eternal <laughs> if you die in narnia like what happens to your um to the time there you are know, because you know you enter you always come back to the time you left mm-hmm. but if you were never able to come back i don't know that used to give me trouble as a child but
0: um <laughs> yeah yeah you, you those kids would be a little messed up and i don't know <laughs> we we I mean, we get the impression that like it, the memories do fade, kind of like a dream, and I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But um, okay, the the getting back to like the Captain America, you know, closing the loop at the end of the film, um, and how that works within the logic that's established um, by by this film. In, in fact, I really dug the line given by Bruce Banner. Um, the where he explains time travel, I thought that was a really good, that sort of fits in with my philosophy regarding time travel where like, you know, what, <laughs> what was your former present becomes your past and your yeah. past now becomes your future. And you know, so your future can't become your past. You're mm-hmm. You're just creating an entirely yeah. new tangent. Yeah. So getting into like the whole, you know need for uh time travel to then like loop back on itself and for you know this this new pat you know the past where you return to to have also happened in your past it is to me bunk um, sure that that could be the case, but it could also not be the case. It's sort of like Schrodinger's time traveler hmm. where where maybe uh, there was a time traveling version of yourself in the past, but also maybe there wasn't. Yeah, it's just such a (laughs) difficult thing to accomplish (laughs) that um, there's just so much variable involved that, yeah, maybe, you know, we're being visited by a time traveler at this very moment, but maybe not, maybe a future version of someone in humanity will be able to travel back to, you know, I mean, it's sort of like the Fermi paradox. You familiar with that? I know. Where like, if, if the, universe is full of other intelligent life and they were capable of interstellar travel you know what are the odds that that hasn't occurred yeah. up to now mm-hmm. same thing That's with fermi for, for huh yeah fermi paradox um same thing with like time travelers it's like if if time travel were feasible well then we should have met someone from the future <laughs> by now hmm. but um it, i think there's been probably more to the story than that like it would, you know, I'm sure someone from the future, they would want to keep themselves quiet. You know, don't I wonder, if there, I wonder if there
1: are people who claim to be time travels, like in the same way, like so many people claim to be
0: Jesus. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, there are lots of these sort of, yeah, um, <laughs> what's the word? Um, I never mentioned the term cryptozoology during our missing link review. But, uh, oh, that works. whole field you know high strangeness crypto you know the um paranormal the world of the paranormal i guess you could say um and in that whole sphere there are plenty of people who have claimed to be time travelers over the years but of course oh really not wow. a lot of scientific support to any of this um so people people will claim anything um but at the same time you know that would be a knock against the credibility of someone who actually was you know, returning from the future. Yeah, how do we know? They'd have to bring evidence. Yeah. So, I mean, I was watching a video where someone said their favorite iteration of time travel was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. The time and, turners, yeah. Yeah, and I totally disagree. I think that's one of the yeah. least least effective
1: Yeah. or least convincing. Kinda right well and especially oh my gosh like this this nightmare that is the the cursed child they use the time turners end game style become the main macguffin basically in Mm -hmm. the main plot apparatus in the cursed child and completely breaks the rules that were were established for them in the earlier books so yeah the time turners Mm -hmm were a stupid. i mean they're fun as like if if the books are just a little children's fairy tale or mm-hmm. children's fantasies uh and there's always something new and unique and the, the rules you know if you try to like super mm-hmm. deeply look at the rules of magic in Harry Potter you're not going to come up with much because it is a very willy-nilly system
0: um well you know could, it's yeah. like there could be some interesting mechanics to that i just don't like how it does have to be a, a closed loop. And like the people who are traveling through, through time have no free will because they, they can't like, you know, let themselves meet their, their former selves because that would screw up the timeline. It's almost as if it would like result in a universe ending scenario. Yeah, <laughs> if They were to disrupt that. Yeah. To create a paradox snake. Um, you've created a time paradox. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm very anti paradox uh, in, in my right yeah in your theology time time travel. Uh, yeah <laughs> um no i mean the time turns
1: are fun but like mm-hmm. yeah i'm they just it's glad that they're it's good that they're destroyed after they're used to <laughs> oh is that what happened i spent so long Ma- Magana, i think mcgonagall nixes them after or okay. something happens to him where that you know yeah. they can't yeah t- i mean time
0: travel is just so weird it's
1: oh man it's, yeah, yeah. you just getting into muddy water if it's like you're i always kind of have just thought like your your film or your book needs to be about time travel if you want to use it otherwise just yeah. don't go there
0: but it, it also really isn't much less theoretically plausible than like hyperspace travel or um yeah I don't know, well, astral- I mean,
1: hyperspace <laughs> hyperspace travel should technically be a type of time travel
0: shouldn't it well it is um but it's Finally calibrated to where, you know, you don't have time distortion because that's you know you want you don't want to have time distortion. No, just... yeah. <laughs> hey, I gotta go to Coruscant.
1: Oh, it's good to see you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you... I was
1: much younger when we met, <laughs> first met. I don't...
0: You were much more sprightly uh, just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, sub subspace frequencies allowing the transfer of you know signals a- across space you know instantaneously you know. yeah, I love that but up, your
1: ship into a light particle
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and who knows you know if if uh, quantum physics is able to be like fully harnessed, then this these types of things should be plausible, but yeah then you you might run into the problem of like yeah just totally jumping into a whole new universe um which we probably uh, might be
1: about to a professor i was just listening to this morning was he taught, said he was talking to an astrophysicist friend and he was like so the scientific edifice that we've built you know where one theory gets proved and then we build on that theory and build on that theory like is new research and quantum physics just going to prove that that entire edifice was just off base from the beginning and he's like well we can't really say that for funding purposes but i mean it's looking likely <laughs> that mm-hmm. just the more we
0: the more we learn the less we know yeah always. well the the avengers mcu films like have always held up for me logic wise like they've they've been I, I admire. Well, they've never it. been
1: annoyingly illogical. Like yes. some movies are so obviously illogical, but they follow their own logic pretty so consistently.
0: Ant Man and the Wasp sort of rode the line for me, yeah. uh, but then again, you know, hand wave quantum physics. So you yeah, know. <laughs> uh, the this movie getting to the point of you know Captain America seemingly then taking upon the logic of like a Back to the Future, where he then immigrated to a timeline that enabled him to live out his entire life while the events of the MCU films were also happening. Yeah, how did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, Um, it goes against the logic of these films. But one of my rationalizations for that is that Captain America, he's so... He you know he's God's perfect man he's, he's aligned with the will of the universe, shall we say, and so he's able mm. to sort of dance, ballet, harness the the you know the will, the force at, in such a way to um, really to create <laughs> <laughs> what's the way it, the the kismet of his sort of parallel life on earth was such that it, it did work out for him to simply remain in the shadows and without causing um, interference with the past that he had known. Yeah, um, and, and I would I just mean, be so paranoid. If I went back to the past, I, I would be afraid yeah. that I'm just sort of butterfly affecting everything around me. Everything is going to just transpire differently than the way it had happened
1: yeah, I mean, I I love I love that idea so much. I, I I'm sure it's already happening, but like, I I don't want you know that YouTube video, you know, with the title is reason why the ending of Endgame makes no sense and breaks everything. Uh, you know, uh,
0: like, well, and it was also it, it was just be, so emotionally. It was meant pure. to be a sentimental moment. We're totally yeah. going against the entire intent of of this moment by by discussing it in this way
1: it's but always it it's fair it's fun it's fun it's fair no i i definitely i don't yes movies are meant to be criticized absolutely like go for it it's, you know and that doesn't always uh, sometimes it's more unforgivable than others and then sometimes it's just whatever i don't know it, it all
0: depends you know but anyway um yeah. and i you know Going to the interstellar rules. The, the interstellar rule, which is that um love is sort of the uh, yes, the transcendent unifier. We'll call uh, it a miracle. The, Caps. the, fifth, <laughs> the fifth dimension, <laughs> yeah, the miracle. <laughs> yeah. He's he's Jesus. No. <laughs> Maybe he
1: showed up in that timeline. He was in a different timeline, and then she died. So he's like, well, I'm going to hop my old ass over to my old timeline and catch up with my buddies from another
0: life, brother. That's <laughs> like that's honestly more likely. But then why didn't he appear within... Why didn't he rematerialize within the time machine portal? I, you know, I, who knows? He is
1: the time machine.
0: Some anyway. people were saying, like, the case that he's carrying his shield in is like an art case, where you carry art supplies. <laughs> So, really? like that, he went back and in his alternate life, he, he was a comic book artist, which I really love. <laughs> oh,
1: that's amazing mm-hmm. how he stayed his handsome cap face hidden, though. Just all right, know. have a good day, Peggy. I'll be in the basement <laughs> uh, <Yep. laughs> in my studio, <laughs> Jim carrying it up in my painter's yeah. studio.
0: Yeah, I mean I haven't seen Asian Carter like I don't he know, shows how up
1: and he's like I've come so I can live up my life with you and she's like dude I don't want to I I'd be trapped and stuck with a husband I can never be seen well I want to go out for a nice dinner and a stroll yeah. sometimes like you're ruining my life
0: with you oh well I guess yeah then my theory about cap sort of synchronizing with the universe just so perfectly to yeah as not avoid a, a par- you know a, a dimensional rift I, then that maybe doesn't hold up quite as well, and I kind of prefer the idea that he did live out a life in an, in an alternate universe where he was able to thwart hydra and, and like you know do all these great things. Um, I don't know would he have unfrozen himself uh, <laughs> from uh, you know maybe he he made it so Captain America never had to exist in the first place I mean. That'd be a little, um, no, he would have had to have returned to a point where Peggy already knew who he, who he was. Yeah. So that would have been probably a point when Cap had gone down the ship and frozen himself. So then, then does he intervene? Uh, and now there's another Captain America, you know. <laughs> in in this world who's uh oh, living his no. cap thing i can't
1: if i keep thinking about it the less sense it. <laughs> i mean in the <laughs> 40s and
0: 50s um i mean if, if he, mur- the he case, murdered
1: the frozen captain america so you know
0: but that <laughs> hey, but, but, which would have been I, we'll, oh, man. we could have a legacy captain america series where he's doing you know his uh captain lee activities back in the cold war era Um, Yeah. And then he's married, man. He's got kind of this, uh, you know, like, like Batman beyond. And and then the original, you know, Bruce Wayne, like this, this uh, mentor figure who was the original Captain America, just lingering back in the shadows, sort of guiding him and training him. Well,
1: maybe instead of, I mean, I should just watch some, if I really want to know, I should watch some YouTube videos from smarter people than me who have figured out how all this makes sense. But I like, I am with you. He hey, that's the, what you have the universe. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> that's yeah, the well, no, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to just click that video where mm-hmm. an image fades in and someone's soothing voice explains the 10 reasons why the lot. I'm okay.
0: Well, I hate No, I you, know. And it probably takes a certain kind of person to be able to sit through our sort of, at least my maybe infuriating spitballing like I've been doing this, this past. Probably hour or so. No,
1: you've been we've been processing through this together mm-hmm. organically, which everyone and their mother is doing around the dinner table after this game, um, and after after this film came out, and mm-hmm. and I and I do like your hardest to power of the universe theory. Captain America is not only the ass of America; he is the soul of America, and he mm-hmm. and he the fabric of America, just
0: uh, so he can do whatever. It's
1: free, free country, being free such, time travel.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, so we We mentioned like convenience earlier. and I mean, it, this is just such a monumental uh, arc um, as being depicted in this three hour feature film, and just so many mm. heroic figures having to come together. And it almost makes sense that things would line up in almost a supernatural way, just due to the nature of of this. Subject matter. It's, yeah. The great that. battle of our time. I mean, yeah. the, the fates were at play. Yes. Um, higher, higher powers were involved. The kismet of it all. Uh, and the, there was sort of a moment where like, I thought the movie though, went like full music video. It was starting to wobble. It was starting to teeter a little bit. And I absolutely yeah. love this moment though. When um Captain, uh yeah captain america's facing off against thanos that shot you probably know the shot yes I'm the, the, hold, wielding me on the air the screensaver shield. shot i i yep. want that as my screensaver and just to look at it for all eternity yeah um, it was legendary i felt
1: every emotion and just the the sheer legendary epicness of that mano mono face off mm-hmm. um knowing full he had fully embraced death uh mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as a true, which well, was which is what allowed he Captain America is Ragnarok, and that allowed him to wield
0: <laughs> Mjolnir. Um, and yeah, and then well, then you had cold, I forgot. yeah Sam on your left uh, coming in over the radio. This was after Hulk did his yep. snap. Um, and mm-hmm. then all these people started coming in uh, through the magic, you know, sorcerer portals uh, Dr. Strange portals. Um, those are generating these portals. I'm guessing it was a bunch of the sorcerers who were present on the battlefield. Yeah. In Infinity war. Um, they, they were like Wong was the, is his friend. who. Yeah. Benedict Wong is the actor. Oh, the character yeah. might also be Wong. Um, <laughs> not totally. I
1: haven't heard why not
0: come and in Benedict Wong. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, he just plays Wong. Wong. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, easy. uh, you have, uh, and then of course you, you have the mad charge, you know, the charge of the light brigade. And th- that was like, wow, what a great yeah. poster <laughs> moment. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, the logistics of it, you know, I think in terms of a battle where the fates are sort of pulling the strings. Um, I think, I think it works. Yeah. Uh- Absolutely, just, you just get a good old, old fashioned melee. Mantis charging at these <laughs> venom mutant creature things. What's she gonna do? Empathize them to death? I don't know. I, I,
1: <laughs> it's just, just just you're there and you're you're part of this wave. You're the you're a piece of the wave, mm-hmm. the tidal wave that cannot be stopped. Will crash mm-hmm. upon
0: your enemies. Um you know the the only character the only good guys who die are kind of the cannon fodder you know, like has guardians and you know yeah. whatever the else the dothraki cavalry yes exactly oh gosh the the, the lights are going out I don't know does that does that remind me of anything from anything else it was a, such a cool image it was very like lo-fi um of course the whole episode that whole episode was super dark so everything seemed just very yeah. muddy I, I think it reminded me of
1: Dynasty Warriors. Oh. Lu Xun, send out the cavalry. Mm-hmm. Zhuge <laughs> Liang should be attacking at any minute now. Where is he? Oh, no. <laughs>
0: like... But just like <laughs> the the lights flickering out one by one and, and like slowly, you know. The... It should have, I mean, it should have been
1: cool. It, 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 yes, it, was, it would have been cool. It would have been wholeheartedly cool. If they were attacking, if they were the attacking force sending out their cavalry and not the defense force Mm. sending out their cavalry, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, why didn't they just wait for the white walkers to make the first move? Nothing, nothing made sense about that battle. Also, I, (laughs) uh,
1: and and I'm not just crapping on the entire episode, but like just Mm -hmm. that, yeah, so many things were stupid, but still looked awesome. Um, the so then the next episode, the first thing. Remember that tiny little wall of sticks that they set on fire they had surrounding the castle? Mm -hmm. Well, a day or two after everyone's dead, they have just massive pyres of wood blazing like into the Mm. sky. Yeah, Uh, that's a good point. It didn't take them any longer to build those pyres than it took them to build that wall, I guarantee it. Um, Well, because you still see like blood scars on ghosts like and mm. bodies are fresh yeah so,
0: it's only been a few days i think when yeah but okay all those pyres anyway so <laughs> um like the, the, the charge you have the you know and it was like this is awesome at the same time this is also you, you, charging with scythes st- and not st- like stretching, stretching lances, you know <laughs> uh this is avengers now but but the moment where it went full music video for me was of course um the like you had all the chicks come together in their (laughs) moment (laughs) that was just kind of hilarious and and it was hilarious obnoxious embarrassing but whatever uh (laughs) so you didn't like yeah you you're going full uh alt-right on this <laughs> no just kidding yeah, yeah. oh yeah
1: full alt-right i am i i'm an anti-feminist anti-woman anti because of that moment yep no no yeah. it just stood out annoyingly that's see it, it. it like, makes that's... sense
0: to me though because women have a sixth sense they know when you know when they're in trouble and now locked you know i, I each other's I aid it. Oh, yeah. Now,
1: here's the thing, though, because like we saw everyone that battle was so chaotic. We saw Mm -hmm. everyone fighting in the chaos. It was like awesome. But then all of a sudden, yes, it went. I have no problem with a big woman shot. But the fact that they walked just into frame like a Vogue catwalk, you know, it was Mm -hmm. it went full music video. Mm -hmm. Everyone was spread out through this whole battle. And then all of a sudden, one second, all of them were in one place at the same time walking they knew they were walking epically. They are like, we know this is, ep-. rather than just like a shot that like went from woman to woman to woman to woman in the midst of the chaos, it was like, mm. uh, yeah, it, full music video. That's a good way <laughs> to put
0: it. So, I, I mean, I absolutely love, and you might not share this opinion, but Captain Marvel, she she has my heart. Um, I love her power set. Just her, just full, like, like her becoming. I like her powers, yeah.
1: I was excited to see how she was going to be incorporated in in endgame mm-hmm. genuinely like where did she come from and what was she doing and the explanation they gave where they're like all of you avengers are dealing with earth i alone have to deal with the rest of the galaxy and it's like that's fair because that's how powerful she is um you know a lot of people like oh it was so like it's like hilarious that she was only in the beginning and the end and i'm like no I liked that she was only in the beginning and the end because it, I wanted her to be involved, but I didn't want her to be too involved because, like, we just hadn't spent that time with that character. So I thought they they handled they her, very well. her perfectly. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, and she she dealt an awesome blow to Thanos twice, and then
0: did get he you know he punched her away that she, was awesome caught the and snap then, like he was just a like she basically caught her caught his middle finger or, or does he snap with his forefinger i I forget but uh i i can't I think remember he snaps with his pointer finger i think it someone plays. pointed that out but wow um he's just that my, <laughs>
1: the only the my only problem with captain marvel is is B. larson's acting i oh yeah she has the same indifferent stupid expression like condescending expression on her face all the time um and i don't i'm i don't think that will be the case forever but she just always has that
0: she just yeah. looks
1: arrogant and, and always sounds annoyed and very
0: boring and whatever. Uh, she, uh, yeah, she doesn't, she hasn't gotten much opportunity to flex her personality. No, because she it. showed up and she was like, you guys lost because
1: I wasn't here. Well, now you have me and I'm the best and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: I mean, she's basically so. like a Dr. Manhattan character. Like she's very, don't she, even know that she could get out of touch uh, from Watchmen. Oh the omnipotent you know guy who's got quantum powers and oh yeah he can just sort of alter reality at will captain marvel is not quite that far um thor would probably be able to hold his own in a fight against captain marvel yeah Um, i could do you think like thor could single-handedly destroy ships in the same way she does just blasting um if you really wanted to maybe but yeah she just the fact that she's kind of pure energy and can you know and yeah i don't have a
1: right through (laughs) i don't have a problem with her powers because it's just it's no less logical than someone falling into a vat of toxic waste and getting Mm -hmm. powers it's like the the hyperdrive explosion giving her powers is it's a toxic it's a toxic waste vat Mm -hmm. but i feel like
0: her powers require her to sort of build momentum too. like, if she's sort of on simmer and um you know, and then goes up against an enemy, she's, she's less effective. If she yeah. like
1: opens up. She clearly up. has like a mana pool or something to draw from. Like when she, she's, she, she's vulnerable when she's normal looking Carol Danvers using only her hands for energy, but then she mm-hmm. charges up that, musuo mode musuo rage oh uh, yeah and enters super enter supernova
0: yeah well i it appeals to me uh especially because it is sort of like elsa realizing her powers um you know the oh, moment when oh captain, captain marvel is she, she has that attenuator removed from her neck and uh i don't know there's a really great how it should have ended oh uh, you're right it is like oh i i didn't watch that um well, it's funny. It does kind of play on the the politics of Captain Marvel, where after she defeats um, the uh, the destroyer Ronan, the Ronan the Accuser, I should say. Um, yeah, you know, Superman shows up and he's like, "Awesome! The only thing you have to awesome. do now is smile for the camera," and then he does his smile classic pose, and then she's like, "Did you just tell me to smile?" Uh, <laughs> and then it cuts awesome. to them in the superhero cafe and he is like hey you guys <laughs> I had no idea that was offensive I just told her to smile for the camera and Batman's like oh let me Batman explain this for you let me Batman <laughs> okay so I, yeah I, I really dug the moment where the, the chicks team up they, uh, they have the I, I don't know if the wasp was in that group because I think she was maybe helping ant-man at the time so it might not it might what have she, made a little more sense oh i, I thought it, i assumed it was literally everyone
1: also be. my my fiance next to me just went gave a little oh god and face <laughs> when that scene showed up oh, <laughs> so, yeah, was, oh, she felt pandered to and not empowered but i'm i've no problem with no problem with anyone enjoying that little moment uh, mm. just went a little cor- it was a little cornball for me a little music mm-hmm. for me I don't know what else. I, uh, but I love the, the, all of those characters. Oh, yeah, every character oh. in Marvel. There's no Marvel character I don't love, honestly. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, I like. I, I don't love,
0: but I mean, Valkyrie on the um, on the Pegasus. Pegasus. Oh, <laughs> where would she get the Pegasus? Was she was that in Infinity War? I can't remember. She borrowed it from Hercules. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, the Valkyries.
1: No, you know what? I get that. I get the flashback scene of the Valkyries confused with the flashbacks of the Amazons from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, but I believe that the Pegasus, yeah, we're introduced in a flashback. And also on the Valkyrie note, the, the Thor Valkyrie reversal where Valkyrie began her arc as a Slavon drunk and then became a great hero. And Thor started as a great hero and became a Slavon drunk and they switched spots. Oh, Love that!
0: Yeah, yeah, she's and like, I, she is worthy to lead Asgard. Valkyrie I'm, is one of my favorites. I love that character. Yeah, in and, and Thor Ragnarok, I was was confused as the whole Valkyrie lore, where like he Thor immediately recognized her as a Valkyrie, uh, but because they wear dumb armor. But yeah, I guess. But then it's like shown that Hela wiped out the Valkyries, and Thor didn't know about Hela, so how did? he know about if the valkyries were there still Va- valkyries post hella's uh... oh oh dude i didn't know that uh, he yeah. knew about he knew uh, about, po- about the valkyries post wanted post hella's to be... desolation there were valkyries post hella oh, oh. I, I yeah oh that does oh oh it must have been i mean <laughs> I, I mean otherwise it doesn't make any sense yeah hell they a new a less cool. Why? Valkyrie was an OG Valkyrie. I I get well and that's I kind of like the idea that there were maybe OG Valkyries and then there was sort of a spin-off group that just weren't quite as you know badass as
1: four Valkyries.
0: <laughs> they were Valkyrie acolytes. <laughs> um but uh, I, I think, you know, Tessa Thompson is one of the original Valkyries who, who did survive Hela. I think that's um, that's the actress, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Tessa Thompson. Love her work. I'm stoked for the new Men in Black say And it's oh, Thor and Valkyrie <laughs> with crazy. Liam
1: Neeson. It's what can go wrong?
0: Um, I mean, it is Men in Black. And so that's a little dicey in itself. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, based on the cast, uh, probably worth seeing they're called
1: oh oh like the oh just men in black movies are you a fan of men them? in black i, I never I saw know. three
0: i never saw men in black three but they're, i like the first two yeah they're kind of yeah the first one's apparently pretty good i haven't seen it all the way through it's probably very dated by now yeah uh, who probably. Knows, yeah anyway third third one with josh brolin of course the uh, uh speaking of thanos uh, Yeah. And yeah, I I was almost wondering when I first saw this, if Thanos would be the villain, it would almost have been interesting if there weren't a main villain in this movie. It would have been a bold choice. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Um, it would have been like just a time hopping heist movie, uh, which part of it was, I mean, enough of it was to qualify for that just, being kind of its own separate movie, however, this was you know at least two movies in one, just by runtime alone and then, yeah, having to wrap up all all the various things. it would have been it would yeah, they they needed to have the final you needed to have an antagonist and
1: then and because it's awesome that past Thanos is able to see that his future self achieved his like that Thanos got to watch everything through Nebula's eyes to get him caught up that was that made it really like awesome,
0: i think, but yeah uh he uh had to revise his strategy <laughs> i and I almost wondered if that had been uh something of a um safeguard that it, <laughs> I thought maybe that that whole thing with nebula um connecting to her alternate self was something that Thanos had installed in her in case like some kind of quantum fluctuation enabled an alternate version of himself or his daughter, you know, to <laughs> to come through. And um, that would then, I don't know, act as, as a countermeasure um, to, to such a thing, like, you know, stopping him from achieving his destiny. But I don't think he necessarily planned on that. Hmm. That would have been kind of a a badass, like a really cool, like strategic move on his part to sort of safeguard against threats from outside of of this reality.
1: Well, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't think of that when he had the power of the stones.
0: Yeah, I mean, he 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 did do his best shall we say he he, uh what he did was final and i like i really really like how that you know going forward is is going to be the way this universe exists they have this five year period of of half half staff yeah van the vanishing was not fully reversed They basically just, you know, brought everyone back from the dead. Um, Yeah. And then everyone kind of goes ahead having the knowledge that this was, (laughs) you know, some someone's hoping that
1: they'll introduce Dr. Doom as the next main uh, enemy and that he'll be like running for president Mm -hmm. post vanishing. I think that's a pretty cool idea. I I've always liked, I don't know a lot about him, but I've always liked Dr. Doom as a character.
0: Well, how do we avoid the next big bad in the avengers chronology being simply referred to as like oh he's the next thanos i mean it's just it's an inevitable shadow yeah (laughs) yeah oh yes thanos is inevitable and and that's maybe the way it should be um if, if someone wants to do something to quite match this caliber they're just going to have to create a whole new series, a whole new original idea. A villain's league of admirers. Instead of just one main
1: villain, all these villains are like, we need to form Spectre or
0: whatever the or the Sinister Six. Or It'll probably some. be something like that. Um, but they, they would still have to have a um, figurehead. Should probably be Galactus or Doctor Doom or something, but yeah.
1: Apparently, the yeah, there are a lot of other villains who are are more powerful technically in lore than Thanos. Um, they'll just have to build them up properly. So
0: it's a never-ending sandbox of it uh, is characters, and yeah. And I'm optimistic. You know, I'll I'll still I this, will go yeah. to every
1: Marvel release until they prove themselves inept, and I don't foresee that happening. So.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they've. This could have gone down in any number of ways, and I'm just happy with the way that it did. Yeah, and... satisfied. Mm-hmm.
1: Ultimately, totally satisfied, and
0: could have been very, very different. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, what a victory! I'll um, say. I don't know. There's so so much more in the movie that we haven't really covered, and I I have to shout it <laughs> to the listener, whom if. Having stuck this far in the episode, I must say, hey, maybe bravo. we need to do Endgame Part Two. Yeah, bravo, <laughs> bravo! To you. I, I, I think this will all just be one episode. I mean, this, the show, the Thodcast. I mean, we be, began uh, the show to sort of discuss in short form these, yeah, I guess um, mostly current release animated projects like. Um, you know, the various films that we've discussed um, and and then the TV series like Dragon Prince and um, Star Wars Resistance. And uh, we've we've done a few throwbacks as well. Um, But yeah, just kind of keep reviewing the animated uh, offerings that keep coming our way, as well as, uh, you know, on weeks that there isn't something new out digging back into the archives and having discussions about some of the legacy films um, and, and other things. Um, Obviously, you know, Avatar, the last airbender being hugely influential for us. I want to get around to Batman, the animated series at some point. We'll continue to have plenty of animation coverage on the show. And this movie being what, 80, 90% animation (laughs) to begin with. I'll Uh, say. Yeah. Just so what a, what a, masterpiece i thought you know speaking of animation of the cg was very impressive in this movie uh there, there really weren't you know you had some of the crazy moments in earlier films but you know, iron man's floating head bruce banner's floating head and the hulk suit in oh you know, the last film some complaints about that those types of things i didn't really get that in this floating one. head no i've
1: i've never It's always been as seamless as it can get
0: to me. So, I mean, maybe going back to those other ones, earlier ones. uh, I think there was a moment where I was wondering if those white uh, time travel suits they were wearing were like a CG uh, uh, artifact. Like the the heads seemed to be doing their floating effect (laughs) when they were wearing those suits. But I think that might have just been just watching it in post-converted 3D. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, both times I saw it were in 3D. By the way, I oh. I, I do like having the added depth perce- perception. I saw it once in 2D, mm-hmm. and the sound
1: had some compression issues in the theater. Oh. So that was frustrating. There was a little buzz uh, Ooh. at certain. Um, yeah, that was that was almost deal breaking, but I just refused to let it be because it was like this is.
0: I'm noticed. I can still understand
1: what they're saying. I don't. Yeah,
0: sometimes when issues like that arise, if a movie is good enough, I'll just totally forget about it. Yeah, that's and that's basically what
1: happened. I just noticed a
0: couple at a couple quiet audio moments. um Okay, but yeah, that that would be frustrating when you're watching uh, when you're watching a movie specifically designed to be you know, technically, The best movie ever, yeah. Well, the, the, it's it's designed to take most advantage of whatever te- technical specifications that right. theaters are capable of offering. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to see it a second
1: time here. And it's some awesome imax thing. But mm-hmm. IMAX 3D,
0: Dolby Surround, glory. Uh, shout out to one of my biggest... Crushes in Hollywood. Karen Gillen got Oh, spotlight.
1: Karen. Nebula, your Nebula is probably my favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I I don't know what it is. Uh, so, sometimes actors, actresses, you know, I mean, and not not like to start a whole discussion on like appearance and looks and you know, sexualizing people, but like some sometimes like my crush meter is just really spiked by certain people and it doesn't necessarily have to do with like their attractiveness uh, specifically but but certain actors just really do it for me karen gillen is one so
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i get that um mm-hmm. i don't i don't see her as hollywood crush by any means but mm-hmm. her performances and her just overall on stage presence on screen presence is, is tremendous and nebula mm-hmm. is such an interesting mm-hmm. uh interesting in so many ways uh yeah. i mean she's a blue-balled alien <laughs> and just has this depth and empathy and charm and magnetism and intensity just mm-hmm. mm. uh, also scarlet johansson i mean speaking of heartthrobs um, she's I've never ever been once attracted to Scarlett Johansson uh I think she's a fine I mean, actress but
0: no she's, she's <laughs> objectively very attractive yeah you? oh
1: I, I'll acknowledge that
0: mm-hmm.
1: objectively attracted but I've never personally found her to be alluring all right yeah I mean I wasn't uh, uh, no yes yes Captain Marvel's another perfect example I'm like I acknowledge that she is a hot blonde but I <laughs> no. I get not I get maybe it's a type thing
0: but I, I would like to be just bros with Captain Marvel. I don't know. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, the yeah, the death of that was the the re not rehash <laughs> that makes it sound bad, uh, but you, it was sort of a, I, I thought it was kind of cool how this movie was able to just sort of redo a scene from the previous film. And um and make it work, like it the,
1: yeah, the the going back through time and w- like watching all the uh, greatest hits moments, mm-hmm. you know, like
0: like an end of a TV show. That was really mm-hmm. great. Yeah, the I and I was genuinely like not anticipating, you know, whether it would be Hawkeye or uh, Black Widow. I had no they idea. Sacrifice. Okay. Yeah, very
1: effective. um I obviously wanted the one with a family to wit to come out, but. Yeah. But also, he was—I mean, he was doing the Shilvers thing—and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I thought, I thought, when they both leapt off and were dangling there, the
0: Soul Stone would say,
1: "Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: that could have almost worked, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. um, you both, because their hearts perfect. were in the right place, right? Um, Anti
1: Thanos—you know, Thanos <laughs> sacrifices what he loves the most to gain for himself. And they sacrificed themselves for it. Would have
0: been did. a Hunger Games ending,
1: Hunger, exactly. The
0: uh, the it, a bit of it. impressive amount of like blood in a PG 13 movie. I don't know. Um, yeah, whenever you have violence without blood, it's always a little bit distracting. Um, but too much blood is also distracting, too much, so. yes. It mm-hmm. and
1: uh. And too much CG blood is really annoying. Like, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones stabbings are like when, uh, what's his name? That the, the John's friend, the known he's like should be a no name character, but he's like hung around this whole time. The uh, Night's Watch guy. Oh, the Ed, Dolores Ed. Dolores Ed, his name's Dolores. Yeah, but they call him Ed because mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he and Sam and John, their fun little trio thing there at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, when he gets stabbed. In the face, in the stomach, I couldn't tell where yeah. he got stabbed because I just can't the remember. He blurb spewed out of his out of something, so mm.
0: but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, in during like the climactic fight scene, one of the Th- Thanos is like his titan monsters that are fighting for him. Um, they're not technically titans that's thanos's race trolls The the trolls you know like one of them gets like slashed and there's a big blood splat and that was kind of awesome cool. um just great the the, uh, the black panther gal uh, uh she
1: wrecks uh, the, okoye okoye yeah she she wrecks the staff wielder of thanos's dnd party
0: okay. okay well i noticed when Iron Man does to snap. There are those two siblings, right? Aren't they like brother and sister or whatever? Those dark. Do you know who I'm talking about? Drow. Um.
1: Well, so not Squidward, but like. Yeah. There's the girl one who looks ba, B-A and then there's the really lanky dude with the stick. hmm Um. That he, I, he's the one who I was, I was told. Yeah, about, he
0: got right? taken out by a Koye. Um. And um, then there's the
1: troll. So there's the yeah. there's Squidward, girl, lanky dude, and troll. Oh yeah.
0: They're the main, and I don't know if there's another one. Yeah, a brother and sister. I don't I think so. Sure. I I just noticed, like when Iron Man did his snap, like the, I I think it was the girl she who was she was kind of like holding the guy in her arms as they were being faded to dust, and that was kind of sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, they fought with honor. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Squidward's
1: ugly mug, though, just. Oh. <laughs> getting watching him get blown away is so satisfying because he's just oh no he's absolutely <laughs> sold out <laughs> just sold out for Thanos. Oh. be blessed and thankful that you are <laughs> being the savior I'm oh, just
0: goofy such a classic archetype yeah the prophet i
1: have never failed him in all my years
0: one I guess last note um, is the moment when Tony's talking to his father, of course, a big part of like the whole um, payoff, closing of of the loops with these um, characters. Um, Thor gets to reconnect with his mother. That was that was fun. Tony gets to visit his father and um, they, they have their whole awkward uh, exchange, uh, yeah, but, but like he, uh, he drops that one uh, quote from his father that like, you know, Howard Stark you know, had had the wisdom to know that like no amount of money has ever bought a second of time. And that was a, an interesting phrase. It stood out to me because. It was delivered during a moment when that very phrase was being subverted. Being yeah. It was being uh, contradicted. And, you, and the audience wasn't supposed to
1: notice that. No. Yeah, it was, oh, because I didn't. I was like, oh, what a truism that
0: no amount was of delivered
1: so effectively. No amount of money about a second of time. The Russo's are smart enough to know that, though. They're like, mm-hmm. we're going to save this. The audience is going to love it and cry, but we know it's we're being subversive. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of... That's fun. Uh, I mean, money can't buy happiness,
0: and it can't,
1: you know, ultimately, but...
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we get... You know, Cap lives out his life. I, my thinking as that scene was closing into the titles uh, at the end um he's he's version he's basically just living out an alternate life in a simulation but um hey more power to him for that you know holodeck forever <laughs> instead of Data, out. beam that gauntlet off of Thanos' hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i don't know i i guess it, it just speaks to the fact that the ending it had me scratching my head a little bit and wasn't fully delivering the sentimental impact that was intended, uh, but it was still impactful sentimentally to me. Yeah, and similar. I will be—I will be totally honest. The reason it had
1: it had sentimental value for me is because I always had a nominal sentimental attachment to the event. they i well, what I mean is they've never been sentimental movies for me. They've always just been—I've always just liked them. As good movies, I'm, I've never been head over heels invested. Like, oh, Cap and Iron Man, like they're my favorite heroes ever, and I can't wait to find out what happens to them. I was, I was just like, yeah, I love these movies. I love mm-hmm. these guys. I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have this massive emotional threshold of expectation that I was looking forward to meeting. It just did, and I've never. They're superhero. There can't be. There can't be superhero movies. Like, I. Mm-hmm. They've never needed to make a whole lot of sense contrast um, that with game of thrones
0: but they're real like they're all real it's, they're all they it's are like justin long in galaxy quest he truly believed that that this wasn't just some historical document being art. oh <laughs> i don't know explain uh, it to him as you would a child
1: <laughs> oh uh, that moment that's one of the most sentimental movies in cinema history philip thanks for bringing that call back That's true. when he's lying there bleeding out of his mouth on the table watching his hero explain that they're frauds mm-hmm. and he just just Exhales and leans his head back on the table. Oh man,
0: Uh, that'll be me someday as I'm lying decrepit on my deathbed. Elsa's not real, Philip. Oh, the and then VR technology will have come a long way by then. Oh my gosh, that's a and on
1: that bombshell, it's time (laughs) to end.
0: Valkyrie, I liked. Okay, last quote when she's seeing Hulk after Hulk's sort of transformation in this movie. She's like, I thought I'd like to. Uh, either of the other ways I think I, I like you more either it, of the other ways and I my I totally agree <laughs> oh
1: I love Professor Hulk the hippie Hulk dude like he was awesome I mean I I'm the yeah switch Hulk is well I, I want him to be able to switch I want him mm-hmm. to be able to switch into intelligent Hulk mm-hmm. like I yeah I hope he it's like that's just not sustainable
0: eating all that food. That's just. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, man, not eco-friendly. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I was cool with the character. But yeah, it was, it was a little jarring. He was great. He was fun for for that
1: movie. I mean, yeah, because they had they had the movie where he was full Hulk. They had the movie where he was full banner.
0: Mm-hmm. They they combined. It was a good resolution to his care. He got his full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, he has well, the time to
1: invent the technology to revert if he wants to, but anyway, or to train himself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Well, well gosh. We've,
0: we really kind of broke through our mental barriers on this episode and our new instant. ground. Well, our, I mean, because, because, yeah, we're still kind of noobs to the whole um podcasting thing, and uh, you know, we've got a long ways, a long, long, long ways to go towards like this being something really you know having the all the trappings of officialdom um hmm. but i think you know hopefully our ability to sort of hold the line as long as we did on this episode um you know should hopefully means that uh, there's plenty of mileage left in the tank oh yeah there's a t- well it's just
1: a testament to how much there is t- one could say about mm-hmm. This film and the mm-hmm. legacy of the MCU and uh, mm-hmm. infinite, there are infinite timelines and inf- infinite time of discussion that people will be having for eons to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- looking back, you know, I I think you know how we look back on Shakespeare. I don't think it it won't be the same. But like when people look back hundreds of years from now on cinema and the, the history of movie making, they'll I mean, this is this is landmark stuff. You know, even if it's not the most
0: mm-hmm.
1: intellectual, amazing thing, or didn't you know advance well, society. Who knows? Who what knows was, what was
0: what was Shakespeare's work though? That wasn't. It was for the people. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was brilliant
1: even in his day, but like well, I, it was, I think he was most, brilliant for the people. You know, yeah,
0: the most brilliant works of art or I I mean I mean this this is definitely art in a sense but you know it also oh yeah oh yeah it's not uh, not art that's very commercialized as well but like some of the most brilliant works of narrative and human expression can be appreciated at you know a a very uh, sophisticated level as well as you know they have to be the the more mundane
1: I'm not interested in anything that that a layman can't appreciate really mm-hmm. I mean maybe some things i you Certain. know are mm-hmm.
0: but so, anyway. we'll see yeah. what we'll see. this movie does like come award season I, could it be nominated for the best picture I think it could I, I think it could and, and earn it in the same way
1: that like when Return of the King won all of its awards I always saw that as like this whole trilogy is now is being given these awards i think i'll see if endgame wins awards i'll see it as awards for the entire mcu basically Mm -hmm. like
0: i i uh, think this will win lots of oscars uh for you know visual effects sound editing you know those types of things mm -hmm. um i it'd be cool to get like an uh nomination for you know robert downey jr and oh oh you oh real oh you
1: think I, he, he deserves it he knocked he does you know he really
0: does mm-hmm. i and his like whole arc of, of this movie was incredible i mean we didn't say enough about it but like right how he got all emaciated and... yeah
1: he delivered everything Oscar he everything oscar worthy in acting he brought
0: I, to this film he honestly yeah did. yeah i was wondering if he'd be returning to the iron man suit or if he'd just be controlling it remotely throughout the film you know because of the fact like his health just seemed to deteriorate after the snap and but no he did he did rebound yeah was, the reason he got
1: emaciated was from going without food and water on the sh- on the ship with nebula right or
0: partially that and I, I think just stress from his failure yeah oh that's right hmm yeah that
1: because uh, how much time how much time passes between
0: OK, there, there's a number of weeks, I'm sure, between like him being rescued and then and then the attack on Thanos. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple of weeks or so. A couple of weeks, a couple of not or, or a week. I, I don't know. How,
1: how much time does Thanos get to farm? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, but but anyway, we've it's it's the answers out there somewhere. Yeah. But just his. Yeah. Performance in this movie just had me going it's the entire weird. time. Yep. Um, yep. God, he's he's great. He was great. That character is so great. He's a legend. And, uh, one of all time.
1: Mm-hmm. The calling him his beatnik
0: uh, appearance <laughs> in the,
1: that made me that made yeah. me realize, wow, in a live action Iron Giant, uh, Robert Downey would make a fantastic Dean. Um, yeah. Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny well, and too. Iron Man. Iron Giant. There you. There you go. Brad Bird.
0: All right. Well. um Thanks, everyone, for listening to Avengers Endgame, the Thodcast Conversations About Animation. Uh, I'm Philip Elke. And I'm Dawson Elke. Hey, you all have
1: a great week.